Sorry, before we start, is that little shop going to be open by the time we walk past? Yeah, get, yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave that in if you want. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I forgot what I was saying now. Uh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Do you want another ice cream? No, I just, I don't know. So I guess because I'm home alone, I was like, I just want to get some snacks for when I get into bed. Oh, okay. and, like, get some juice or something. Like, I'm really wild and crazy. Get some juice. <laughs> We've done that episode really fast, I thought. That was really fast. I've got some um, elderflower cordials. I was thinking blah, about blah. getting some sparkling water How to add to Elderflower cordial? <laughs> I know. I know. I, I've just, all I've been doing all weekend is a puzzle as well. <laughs> 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 on sunday literally i think i'm i made um i baked for breakfast i baked some raisin and carrot muffins <laughs> then i made um a cottage pie well nick and i did a puzzle then we went for a constitution around greenwich park <laughs> oh you're so old did, did so you watch murder she wrote yeah. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Did Sunday we? morning, we watch, should we watch an episode of Murder, She Wrote? I love Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. My name's Jed Shepherd, And I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much once again for tuning in to Smokeheads, the Red Dwarf podcast live from Post Pop Records. Coming to you live from Docklands. Coming at you, yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by London and uh, the weather it And brings. a bird sanctuary. Bird sanctuary Cut. and the dome and the lighthouse <laughs> in the shadow of a lighthouse. Parkour. <laughs> yeah, and parkour. Oh, man. It sounds like it's we're the have... place to be. It's the place to be. It sounds like we're going to have a really exciting episode. Oh, yeah. We're um, hyped. We're very hyped. I've had, you know what? I usually like um, just to re- reveal uh, behind the scenes, the kind of Wizard of Oz pull back the curtain moment. I usually have a drink before or during the sh- show, but like because I've felt a bit sick recently i'm not drinking during this episode i'm just having black coffee yeah i, ha- I had a cornetto yeah and, and keeping cornetto. it real exactly oh i love cornettos but that's yeah. your italian heritage where cornettos once, <laughs> yeah. a, once a day <laughs> yeah you have to have. the uh the official italian uh food cornetto. <laughs> <It is. laughs> um yeah so this episode we are talking about uh a great episode, season three of uh, Red Dwarf. It's Time Slides. One of the most inventive mm. episodes of Red Dwarf. And this, this one's very sci-fi. and Very clever. Very, very, very really clever. Really clever but idea. Before we get down to uh, um, the, the format of the show, how have you been, Daniela? I've been really good. Week? Yeah, I'm really excited about going to see Red Dwarf live tonight. Tonight, tonight yes. Tonight, tonight. And we'll be recording it. I'll have my trusty Zoom H4N with us. We're not going to record anything during the show, so don't get so don't be worried, uh, Grant Nathan. Productions. No, we're not going to commit any piracy. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to take away my recorder. The thing, I'm, I'm going to hide it in a case. I'm not going to record anything at the time, but I'm just worried they might. They might search. Well, you can record things on your iPhone, couldn't you? Oh, that's true. Yeah, but uh, we're not going to record anything during the show, just no. so people know. It's only on the way there, our journey there, um, a bit like the Hobbit's first film. Yeah, we'll, we'll, journey. we'll talk about our snacks, our, our train food snacks. Our snacks, yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll be like you're there. It'll be an interactive one. Yeah, like um, you're coming along for the ride with yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like the episode of the podcast Reply All, where it was just, uh, they had just had a recorder with them when they went out breaking into buildings. Did, did you listen to that one? No. It was the weird, usually, it's an episode about the internet and this one episode was about the guys who were on the show breaking into buildings during the night it was weird right. it was an, I'm not doing that no it was an <laughs> awesome episode though but um, yeah so it'll just be our journey the people we see the people we meet um, our first look at Pinewood Studios before we have to walk in through those doors I've been before well I've been outside Pinewood yeah. Studios before that's probably not as exciting as being inside. <laughs> probably not. And Star Wars is there. We'll get to see stuff. Maybe we can be in the new Star Wars. We can steal a ship. It's a bit late. Maybe the next one. Coming out next month. 
but there's, million, there's about 15 million Star Wars spin-offs and stuff being Probably. made. So we'll, Probably. we'll be, we be in Rogue One or that other one. Yeah, I reckon I could pass for an Ewok. You're not that small, Thanks. Daniela. You're not. <laughs> I'm you're, that furry, You're a normal size. You do <laughs> and, have and ears on the top of your head. Yeah. And I don't know what you're speaking about half the time, but um, <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Yep, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll also be uh, telling you our thoughts after the filming. Uh, again, we're not, we're not going to give away any Spoiler, spoilers. Spoiler, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to listen anymore, but we're not going to give away any spoilers to what happens in the episode. We'll just tell you uh, what our thoughts on things like sets and uh, about the acting and the general vibe and what it kind of reminds us of and just our general mission back to London from Pinewood and uh, our thoughts on the future of Red Dwarf. It's going to be wow. exciting. It's going to be more exciting. It'll be more exciting than we've made it out to be. Um, yeah. And what have I been doing in the last week? Um, oh, I was um, interviewed yesterday by a uh, guy who's writing an article about me i guess and for an- a- another one jed is it this is all no I'm- one no one interviews me i need I to know. get myself a record label <laughs> i'm interviewed all the time but usually it's by like email and stuff and it's almost like a cu- copy and paste job like <laughs> they ask me the same questions but um yeah this one was good like he came to the office and we had lunch and stuff um it was cool and he's writing about stuff about me for a book as well so that'll be cool wow if you guys aren't sick of my voice you can read about me if you haven't picked up any of the magazines I've been in recently, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was not muscle women. I want to be a muscle woman. <laughs> I want my own section, my Ronda Rousey section. And in the last week, Ronda Rousey hasn't been in touch. Maybe she's uh, she's just come out of hospital because her lip's been split. But um, I love Ronda. If you're listening, and I'm going to tweet at you so you, so to listen to this. Um, I love Pokemon too, so um, you know, get in touch. Um, so and what else have I been doing? Um, I have been oh um, on the on the weekend I am doing a music video for a <laughs> for a band um, and it's going to be eighties influence video. It's going to be like a Hall of Notes style video. Cool. Are you, you, are you around on the weekend? You can be in it if I'm, you want. I'm not actually. Classic I'm, uh, Daniela. <laughs> I'm having afternoon tea with my friends. Uh. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a good video. It's going to be. Um, very 80s it's going to have um loads of smoke and stuff um and we're doing it in a studio kind of around the corner oh cool no if i was around but you know i have a a tea engagement this is this is daniela (laughs) all over yeah you were just complaining that i'm a grandma (laughs) yeah Uh, but we do uh, agree that murder she wrote is awesome awesome it really really is um yeah and that's kind of what i've been up to in the last week um did you do anything for Thanksgiving? No, I've got bad memories of Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah, because it reminds me, this one time I was, um, did I ever tell you this? I'll probably tell you the story. I was meant to move to America one year on Thanksgiving. Um, uh, was this the year, the year that I broke down and cried when you told me that you were moving to America? This was, this was another time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember that. I got hysterical. Oh, uh, did, <laughs> Did you post something on Twitter of you crying? I don't think See, this is what I'm talking about. The last episode of <laughs> girls posting pictures of themselves crying for attention. Um, I think I sent it to you. And oh, probably yeah. you put it on I Twitter. I wouldn't have put it on Twitter. No, that was really, really sweet. Uh, but this time, <laughs> it was a... Uh, I'll, I'll cut that out. <laughs> um, uh, I was meant to move there for a girl, weirdly. Um, and she put down the deposit on a, on a place out there as well. And um, yeah, I, I chickened out. Um, oh well, Celebi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a bit, bit, bit rubbish of me to say that actually. Wasn't too happy, but yeah, I was meant to be there on uh, Thanksgiving. So you've got ha- bad memories now, Thanksgiving. Yeah, now Thanksgiving does just generally remind me of me being a complete and utter b-word. Mm. Um, yeah, because uh, usually I'm, I'm very, very nice, <laughs> Rhonda. If you're listening, don't let that put put yeah. you off. Mm. Um, I'm still, I'm, still, I'm, a, I'm a kind of nice guy. Um, yeah, so this episode is time slides, and this is one of the. I mean, the, I, I, I've, I went through years of not watching Red Dwarf, maybe like two or three years um, during maybe the late 90s or something, not watching Red Dwarf, because I'd watched it since I was a kid on VHS and stuff. But I did always come back to season three, and I always came back to time slides, because my memories of time slides is all good ones. I love this episode for this inventiveness, just this wish fulfillment as well. And it's essentially a time travel episode. Um, 
And who doesn't love time travel? Um, so this episode starts uh, with Kat playing... Well, it's basically set up a, a golf... It's mini, mini golf. It's mini, mini golf. Table yeah. golf, it's yeah. called. Um, so he's got this kind of golf... And I don't know if um, if, if uh, Rob Grant and Doug Nader are obsessed by golf, but like Kat was playing golf in, in um, um, back... Um, Better than better than life as well. Yeah, Remember? he was. To the whole yeah. golf theme, and um, yeah, so he's playing table golf, and um, he's he's right into it. Um, but Lister isn't really into it, and uh, the other thing that Cat has, he has a boombox with an, with a, an applause tape on it. And me running a record label that does a lot of tapes, I need to release a tape of applause that I can play or anyone can play when they're doing cool stuff. Applause. That's an awesome idea. It's so really good, good idea. Yeah. Um, when would you have you done anything recently that deserves a, a round of applause no but I think whenever I would do it well in the future I want I have to do a presentation at work I want to have yeah. this tape and just play it continuously <laughs> as I walk into the room or stand up yeah my so amazing presentation if you're playing it in a, in a, a busy enough room and you, you play recorded applause they will think that's someone from I the think, back of the room I think everyone cool. will just start clapping yeah 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 well, I think so. Uh, people usually clap when I used to do a lot of presentations to people about something that's really boring, and um, people did applaud at the end, even though it was about something as boring as like anti money laundering and financial crime and terrorism. See, I find that really interesting. I don't think that's boring. Things, me, it's, it's to be honest, it's not interesting. They found it interesting. I. Yeah, and I don't know why I was the expert in, in stopping terrorist activity. It doesn't look like it works. Yeah, I don't think good I, job, Jed. Yeah, yeah, I didn't... I didn't <laughs> <laughs> we know who to blame now. I didn't quite stop it in his tracks. Or maybe now because you've left, that's yeah. why it's all gone to pot. That's true. Yeah. But I, I, I definitely did stop um, a lot of times, actually. I, I'm probably... I'm really not allowed to be saying this. <laughs> but, like, a lot of... Um, terrorist groups from getting the money that they would have used to fund more terrorism stop the money in the tracks before it get, got That's to them good. froze their bank accounts and stuff and then pass the evidence on to the authorities That's really good did yeah. you ever did you stop a lot of the people that say i'm an african prince and i have a million pounds please can you just put it in your account and then not really no. it was it, it, because uh, no i mean I, I know some people fall for it but it's not really a, a financial question it's mostly things about <laughs> funding idiots yeah <laughs> The, I mostly dealt with people who were funding terrorism and stuff. Right. And because and, um, I'm really, surprisingly, I'm really good with like finding patterns in numbers. Mm. So that was my job to like look at the stock market and look at uh, transactions and find out if it all added up. Like if, for, for instance, it's going to sound boring. This is so out. interesting. Okay. <laughs> Say for instance, you, um, in a short space of time, you made 20% profit on, on some shares or yeah. something. Or you've... Um, put money into your bank um that doesn't add up to what you usually put in so you put in like 10 times more than you usually do and stuff yeah. like that so it's set off an, a warning yeah but it's sign. only a small warning from the bank yeah. but i can Just see to look into it yeah. i guess but i can see every one of those warnings and then put it together into like a case basically yeah um, and i also had like Trace a back the money yeah i had like a batman style database where i could literally put someone's name in it and i can just find out every, everything about them but I'm guessing that you are not allowed to do that no. for people that you know. No, because it's that would be illegal. So yeah, it's so illegal. <laughs> and literally, if you put in someone's name, it gets flagged at the government or something um, that someone's looking at this person's name and it's traced back to you. So yeah, um, you have to be really sure that w that when you look at this thing, that um, you're looking at the right person. What cool job though. Yeah, um, they still they I, I might they still ask me to do stuff, so I might. I don't. I, well, I'm not. I was pretty good at it, um, and I might do some like consultancy on it um, at a later date. But they've asked me quite a lot of time since I've had my record label, but um, I don't really want to get back into that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so they're bored, and Lister's really bored with life in general, and he's bored with playing this table golf game yeah. with Cat. He's in a real, real funk. He is in a real funk. Um, and he says he's bored with playing Scrabble. He's bored with table golf. Um, he's bored of the Durex Volleyball, which is a game that, that, that Lister invented himself. Uh, and Cat kind of presents to him Junior Angler. And the box he presents looks like it's just like a normal game with really badly taped over sign that says Junior Angler in it. I thought it was a really bad prop. 
Um, it looks really out of place to me, but then I am... Um, perfectionist. <laughs> I'm not perfectionist, <laughs> but I think it really stood out. Looking at it with 21st century eyes anyway. Um, and yeah, so a list that is it's just very depressed is... It feels like a little bit like he's suicidal, even. He's no, I wouldn't of, go that far. I, I think he's know. just having an off day. But uh, yeah, this is because this is a very happy-go-lucky person on, on on other episodes. This is kind of strange to me. This is very unlike uh, Lister. Um, and uh, again, my computer's corrected Crichton to say Krypton. So, um, so Crichton is. Uh, we seen it in the scene. Crichton's dancing around to like really eighties music. I love in this scene so much. It's great, and like the music sounds like uh, well, Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, it's like um, like the, the music from like Back to the Future, and he's bopping around, and then he hears noises, uh, and he essentially sees that some of the photographs that he's developing are coming to life. I like the idea that Crichton has got a hobby and he's not just there to serve <laughs> yeah. the others, but You're he's, right, he's yeah. off doing his own thing and he's enjoying himself. And he, it seems like he's more human. Yeah. Because when we first saw Crichton in, in the episode called Crichton, he was like watching soap operas and stuff. And But then this new version of Crichton, season three, we haven't really seen him do anything no, yet. No, no. Um, so yeah, so he, he, we see him um, developing uh, films and yet yeah, they're moving. So there's one picture of the car and the car's actually driving down a road in the picture. And there's another um, picture that he hangs up with the, the, the developing fluid um, uh, basically is is uh, radiated. So it's become it's mutated. mutated. Yeah. So there's a picture of him looking at a party and we can hear the sounds from the party and he's he's having the time of his life he's having the time of his life that's the one and he looks he's uh, doing uh, the conga he's doing the conga yeah oh I want to see that episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) no actually the next it was at the it was at his previous ship though because it had females in line with him yeah that's true Um, though weirdly the, the next episode um, called The Last Day is it's another Crichton party oh okay so, yeah, I look forward, forward to, to that, that. Um, yeah so we see uh, the, the photos have come to life which makes you think uh, right this episode is exciting straight away I, I'm excited um, but what Crichton doesn't believe it at first so he takes his eyes out and he wipes them <laughs> yeah and uh, he does that in another in, in another episode uh, um, in another, another series um, but yeah I thought that was quite amusing um, and during uh, this, uh, we go back to the conversation um, that Lister's having, and Rimmer's there, and they reminisce, Rimmer's reminiscing about a, a former schoolmate, which is uh, Fred Thicky Holden, um, because like they're just having a, a bit of a, a pit of misery kind of chat. They're just being miserable together. Misery, what's the what's the phrase? Um, misery loves company. company. Yeah, that's kind of the situation that's happened there. So Rimmer is also being moody. And he says, uh, despite Thicky Holden being like an absolute um, good-for-nothing, stupid guy, he actually was the guy that invented uh, the tension sheet, which is what List is using to kind of take out his frustration. Uh, bubble wrap. It's red bubble wrap, painted red with the words tension sheet written on it. And when I first saw this episode, I was like, that is a great idea. When One day when I grow up, I'm going to just copy that. Steal it, yeah. And I've looked online and no one's doing it. Right, let's do it. Yeah. Um... Someone did one on Etsy, just like a one-off one, but someone needs to like get tension sheet. Mass produce it. Because do you think it would work? Yeah. I love bubble wrap. I love bubble wrap too. So much fun. Yeah. Not even for tension, it's just fun. It is just fun. How how many rolls of tension if you if you would you jump off a building basically if you were covered in bubble wrap? Like enough no. enough bubble wrap so you will definitely not get hurt. No. Because I'm scared of heights. Yeah, but you would definitely not get hurt. Yeah, but it's nothing. It's the it's the action of throwing yourself off a building. I couldn't do it because I'm scared of heights. Knowing that you wouldn't be harmed. Yeah. It? Okay, you're on top of a building, covered in bubble wrap, and there's a lion on top of the building as well. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't jump off. But the lion's nails can scratch through the <laughs> through the bubble wrap. I wouldn't jump off. So you would rather die. I would run. You can't. You're covered in bubble wrap. <laughs> I would shuffle. 
You can't because the lion's blocking the door. Well, what I would guess you do? I guess I'd Daniel. die then. No, you would, ju- you would jump dead. off. You would jump off. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Hang on. Of course you would. You I wouldn't. I'm scared of heights. There is no way I would jump well, off. What were you doing on that roof in the first place? Covered in bubble exactly. wrap. Exactly. Why are you putting me on this roof, Jeff? Because where, how else are you going to jump off? So you're covered in bubble wrap on top of a roof. There's a lion blocking the door. It's about to pounce on you. And you know, one strike and it'll go through that bubble wrap and it will, it will it'll probably hit an artery. So you've got two options. Die or jump off and definitely survive i would probably die then jump off and survive yeah because it's it's not a conscious thing it was oh, yeah. i wouldn't be you're able holding to, a baby i wouldn't be able to shut up i wouldn't be able to physically throw myself off i couldn't do the action even if i knew that i would survive i couldn't do it because i'm too afraid what if you were right on the edge no, but that, that's not eyes. how phobias work jet <laughs> But like, so, but thing is, jumping off the building, it wouldn't mean, it would mean that you're not at a height anymore. You're at, you're right at the bottom. <laughs> no, it doesn't, safe. it doesn't work like that, I'm afraid. Okay. Further into Daniela's mind. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather die than, ah, oh, okay. Oh, I'll come I'm back not saying I'd rather, I'm just saying that that would be the situation because I couldn't physically throw myself off a building because it's at a height. Okay, okay. Well, let's just hope you're never in that situation. I, d- I, I think it's really unlikely, to be I fair. I don't know. I London's don't really go to tall buildings. Well, you're, you're in a tall building now, aren't you? Mm, yeah, but there's no it lines around. We're indoors. And there's no way I could throw myself out. A big pigeon. If a big pigeon. A big pigeon. <laughs> a menacing pigeon. <sighs> okay. So uh, that was an episode of Inside Daniela. Stay tuned. <laughs> Inside Daniela. Oh my goodness. Um, that was like the episode, Body Swap. Last one. Um, okay, so we um, have uh, this unusual situation. And uh, yeah, so Rimmer and Lister are just moaning and moaning. And yeah, the tension sheet sounds like a great idea. And then they figure out, well, Crichton explains the situation. They figure out if it's possible with photographs, then maybe it's possible with slides. Um, and Rimmer has slides it's because he's thinking. a history buff um, and basically uh, they figure out that these slides if if exposed to this um, mutated photographic liquid which seems awesome and they should use it on, on future episodes to get out of things um, they can uh, make the slides that they have or any picture that they have come to life um, but the only issue is they can't move outside of the borders of the of the picture yeah they can't move from the viewpoint yeah so we see them uh test out so we see them um when lister f- first uh well he has photographs of a skiing uh trip well it's his brother's uh wedding well that's ri- yeah so rimmer's brother's wedding, wedding we see. then it's the ski trip, ski trip of the yeah. strangers and that's the first time we see rimmer's brother and obviously chris barry is playing his brother and lister goes to um investigate the wedding scenario through he steps through this slide into the screen basically a bit like a uh, Tron again with another Tron reference or like the last action hero where you step into the screen um, or oh, Ple- Pleasantville do they step through the screen in, in Pleasantville it doesn't just everything turn colour no black and white Do they go through this I think they go through the TV in Pleasantville I think so yeah I thought it was just black it starts off black and white no. and then turns colour no yeah it's true yeah that's like also it's a TV show that they watch and they get a, a magical uh, remote control. No. The, and they're fighting over it. No, you're thinking of um, another film called... Is it called Remote? No, that's Pleasant, Pleasantville. No, you're thinking of a completely different film. No, Pleasant, ple- the, the Pleasantville is Toby Maguire yeah. is a big fan of the TV show and he yeah. wants to watch the marathon. And the remote control breaks when he's arguing with his sister, Reese Witherspoon. So yeah. a, a repairman comes and says, here's a special remote control. Yeah. They're fighting over it in the press button and both of them get taken into the TV show. Is that right? And they're in black and white, yes. But things start to happen. Um, he tries to um, change... Well, she tries to keep everything the same. Reese Witherspoon changes things. And things in Pleasantville start to turn to colour and they've never seen real colour before. Yeah, and there's a film out right now called The Giver with like Meryl Streep and Jeff Bridges, okay. which is uh, it starts off in black and white and then the one, one person uh, decides to... Uh, basically rebel against this community and it's all black and white and um, it slowly starts changing to colour, which is a similar mm. concept. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, they go through the TV and that. So. Yeah, isn't it? and they go through basically there's a, they have a, a projector screen and in Red Dwarf and, and they step through it into various different pictures scenarios. So when's the first one? The second one is the skiing trip. And and the reason why they have a picture of, of these guys skiing is because Lister's um, photos got mixed up um, and he got someone skiing holiday by accident. So um, he goes inside the uh, into the frame of the photo and he throws snowballs out of the photo into Red Dwarf. Yeah, and they throw back. Yeah, so you know that things can go in and out of the pictures. Like you can take things with you and into pictures, which, will, which is good for later on. Um, and then we see uh, a historical uh, picture and it is Hitler addressing the Nuremberg rally. It's from uh, Fascist Dictator Monthly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and being a, a history buff yourself. No, I wouldn't subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, what what would um, what part of history would you want to go oh, back to? Oh, that's a really good question. But it would have to be only when there's a photograph. So it couldn't be too far back. It could have to be since the advent oh. of photos. That's a really good question. Because I would go uh, into a picture of uh, um, muscle women. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, I don't know what I would do. I would, uh, I'd probably go, um, it would, I mean, I think it's cheesy, but it would be something like the JFK thing, just to see what found, what, what happened. Or um, maybe just to kind of do a back to the future thing, go back to the Wild West to see what, what that was about. Or mm. I'd like to see... I'd like to see London back in the days, um, like in kind of Victorian England. I'd yeah. kind of like to see that, Jack yeah, the Ripper. Find out who Jack the Ripper was. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah. And, and and like, because you love history, is there a particular, um, oh, what's the word? Part of history or time of history you would want to go back to? Or what country? But it, but it has to be in during the photography. Yeah, so when it's photography, period. so like, so um, like 19th century. Because I like the really ancient stuff, so yeah, it's, uh, I don't it's think a bit it's, difficult. Yeah. I guess the like the early 1900s at the turn of the century. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting to see. It may be probably in America. That would be cool. To be, yeah. to be there at the, the turn of the century. Yeah, I'd love to there for, hear all the music and all the yeah. cool music. And, like Gershwin and yeah, the jazz. Oh wow, seen that live. Yeah, yeah. And they used to um, like uh, play concerts at like um, in the concert hall, concert halls, and they put the, put the phone to to um, into the venue basically, and that phone would stream to the radio. So it's um, it's weird. So I loved all the sort of the older radio murder mystery plays they used to do and film. Yeah, and, kind yeah. of like proto murder she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so um, Daniela would do something geeky and I would do something cool, like find out who JFK, um, who really killed JFK. I'd do something sophisticated, actually. Okay, right, Thank right. you. But Reword you wouldn't want to solve a historical <laughs> mystery. Um, There's lots of historical mysteries that I would I don't s- know. I quite, like, I, li- I quite like the fact that nobody knows who Jack the Ripper was. and you know. Yeah, I guess. But um, it could be, I've read something really cool about it. It could be um, a woman. And there's a, there was a, quite a lot of evidence that it was a particular woman. I can't remember what her name is now. But I thought that would be quite interesting. Um, but actually, I would be really selfish and just go and really boring and go see some like gigs from like bands that are no longer together. Like I saw Michael Jackson play um, like when I was a teen um, and I'd like to see him play again but this time like when he was like a kid and stuff and seeing him with the Jackson mm. 5 I'd like to see Elvis oh yeah that would be um, really cool oh man it would be so good and yeah. Uh, yeah just people like that people who you won't ever get a chance to see. maybe see like the first gigs of, of a few like different bands like Sex Pistols and things like that yeah could be really cool um yeah so um what they do they find themselves with um well lister goes into the nuremberg rally um address and he starts shouting at the crowd ignore him he's completely in total nutter he's only got one testicle which was that <laughs> true in the end who knows who knows his wife maybe either Braun. Oh, well. um and yeah so um he essentially gets into a scuffle with uh, <laughs> with hitler because he, do. yeah because he's uh, trying to uh, steal this briefcase and he, he brings his briefcase through the time slide as we're gonna call it from now on um and uh they look inside um back on on the on, the, on red dwarf they look inside hitler's uh, suitcase and it's got a banana and a crisp sandwich um inside, and a bomb yeah. Um, that's inside, planted there by uh, von Stauffenberg, um, which uh, they carefully take out and 
drop kicks back into the frame of the Nuremberg rally. Um, and then you see a, um, a newspaper that says that uh, Hitler nearly died in the bombing. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, with a picture of Lister's face yeah. as well. So they can so they they can see that stepping through these time styles, they can affect history. Mm. So it's not just a um a, what's the word? Another dimension or or just something that happens within the confines of that picture. You're actually affecting history. So stuff that you do during your time slide actually affects events right now. So this gives them some ideas. Um that's really interesting because the book I'm reading at the moment is about that. It's oh, really? uh, Stephen King's 112263. I've read it, yeah. I read it, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm really re- cool. reading that oh, at the moment. Yeah, it's really good. And it weirdly, it ties in with the other stuff I said about going JFK, back. JFK, yeah. yeah. And they're making that into a TV show as well. Is yeah, that why you... James Franco. Yeah. Is no, that that's not why I'm reading it. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I mean, sometimes King is very hit and miss. But yeah, that book's great. And um, I read his most recent one as well. Revival. Is that what it's called? No, I mean the last, the last uh, Mr. Mercedes. You read that, that was one? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. the last one I I read of his, his most recent was probably I don't know which one came out first, like last yeah. Doctor Sleep or is it Joyland? I read. Both. I've got Doctor Sleep, mm. but I don't think I've read it. To be honest, a lot of his stories go really mixed up in my mind because a lot of them are quite similar yeah quite samey he repeats himself quite a lot yeah I, I always get always the Salem's same Lot and Needful Things mixed up well you know what that would be great as a, as a like in, if it was set in the same world well it is set in the same yeah. way it's set in Maine um, Needful Things isn't nearly as good as uh, Salem's Lot Salem's Lot is amazing mm, yeah. I love Salem I mean Needful Things is good too I've read that book in school. Did you? Yeah, it's great. Uh, I think I might have actually. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Knockers is great as well. Not read that one. I, I read it because I watched the. Um, it was a TV, TV show, miniseries, yeah. and then I read the book, and the book is so much better. So scary. Um, I want to read it next year. It's great. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, I think I read that in school. But actually, you can get a book which is um, Tommy Knockers and it, and like in one big Stephen King but book. It's like War and Peace size. Yeah, so yeah. That'd be it's, it's a pretty big book. It's, it's, it's literally big. Read, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, because they saw um, Lister's photo in that newspaper, they know that time travel is possible. So. Um, because they were bemoaning the fact that they haven't really achieved anything during their lives or, or they've been passed up on the things before. Well, Lister really regrets coming on board Red, Red Dwarf. Red ship. Red, Red Dwarf ship at this, at this point in time. Exactly, exactly. Um, so he's going to do something about it. Um, so uh, what they do next is Lister finds a photograph um which he of himself when he's 17 years old when he was in a band called smeg in the heads and it's a picture of the the agbeth arms which is a pub which you'll find in future red dwarf episodes as well in in the folklore and the history of red dwarf it comes up quite a lot it's quite an infamous pub for many reasons which we'll come to in later episodes it's an important pub for the entire universe actually it's very important um so yeah there's a there's a picture of um of lester's band uh and so he steps through they all uh step through um and he basically wants to try and create a situation which results in him not ever going aboard red dwarf um so um he they, they're in the egg farms and they're just having a drink and he sees himself and he sees himself singing certain songs and he sings the Om song, mm. um, his 17-year-old self, which is played by um, his brother, Emil Charles. Um, so it doesn't exactly look like a younger version of, of Craig. It does a little bit. Yeah, there's Maybe, some similarity. Similarities, but uh, so skinny. And uh, look <laughs> a lot taller than Craig as well. Um, but, but yeah, so he's singing this really pretentious kind of... The kind of thing that, I mean, this is meant to be Liverpool, but it's, it looks like a kind of a band you'd see in East London. Um, and it's a really pretentious song um, about crypto-fascism. And um, it's just called Om. And it's, it's just mostly just him droning on saying Om. Which, to be honest, is a lot better than a lot of the bands that I've seen um, in the last in the oh, last. it year. wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Um, but you keep telling me about your your band. <laughs> how's, your, how's, band how's your band? Um, it's not really taking off The Honey off Badgers, yet. right? The Honey Badgers Rock. 
Um, if you want to join uh, Daniela's band, yeah. um, it's going to be a girl band or it's going to be mixed up? Mixed, girl, boy, whoever. Yeah, so basically, she needs a few members of the band. She needs a drummer, guitarist, songwriter, singer. Uh, I'm the singer. Rhythm guitarist, uh, keyboardist, bassist, um, triangle player, uh, producer. Um, Cellist. And I'll put, out, I'll put out the record. Yeah. Jed, Jed, Jed's already signed us. So, uh, <laughs> so, so get on that, guys. If you yeah, around, join my band. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're in this pub, and so Lister wants to speak to his younger self, but knowing knowing his younger self to be a right pretentious snakehead, he knows it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world. So he does speak to um, his <laughs> his younger self, and he he basically meets uh, his younger self meets the rest of the queue, and he sees the H on Rimmer's head, and he says, "Brutal tattoo, man." Um, <laughs> And uh, what does he think the H stands for? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. But um, yeah, and he, he and obviously he sees Crichton. And this and this point, Crichton isn't even trying to hide the fact he's a, he's a robot, no, like he did in backwards. Yeah, he's not he's not dressed up as uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader, <laughs> stroke uh, uh, JFK or whatever Prince it was. Charles. Prince Charles. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, he basically tells um, his younger self. It, the music career isn't going to work out. Um, and he, but his younger self doesn't believe him because when you're 17, you think you're going to like rule the world. I know when I was 17, I thought, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to be famous for doing this and write this. I'm doing all right. But obviously when you're 17, you think you're going to like go in the moon and and do other stuff. When you were 17, what did you think, you what were your aspirations? I thought I was going to be prime minister. Did you really? Yeah. No, no. I, re- I really wouldn't... want to get into politics. So okay. you couldn't do a worse job that that, that they're doing now. No, I think I would. Pro- I think the power would totally go to my head, <laughs> and I would be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Otters for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'd like. I'd like to think I would do a fair and good job. So yeah, if you ever, if you ever see my face, uh, vote, <laughs> vote, Dan- vote yeah. Daniela. Or well, if you want to vote for a more sensible approach, vote Jed because I want to be prime minister too. And what I would do is I will uh, make make all the bad things really expensive, more expensive than they are now. Like tax on cigarettes, for instance, would be crazy. It'd be so expensive. Um, and also things on like petrol and stuff I mean, it's so expensive that people will have to take public transport and um, all the bad things are attacked so high that it'll make you not want to do it and with that money I'll use it to rebuild England and I'll make public transport free as well based on all the taxes it's going to be cool it'll be a utopia or a jedtopia as I, I would call it because I would You're, rename it's really fiscal yeah well, you kind of have to. <laughs> Someone's got to do something. And I would open up the borders because I think everyone should be allowed to go wherever they want. We're all humans, guys. <laughs> Dan, is, Dan is keeping silent. Not saying anything. <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, yeah, so he tries to convince himself the music career isn't going to be as good as he thought it was. And what he should do is uh, invent a tension sheet. And uh, his, his younger self says, well, that's just... Uh, that's just a uh, packaging. Uh, that's just a uh, bubble wrap painted red with the words tension sheet on it. And he's like, yeah, I'll make you a millionaire. And he's like, oh, I'll go away. You're just a crypto fascist. Um, and he repeats it again and again. And the others say, were you always this smegging? And uh, Lister says, yeah. Um, so um, he doesn't know if it's worked or not, but he, uh, they go back to uh, Red Dwarf, not knowing if it's, if it's successful, but then uh, Lister disappears, and they've changed history. And Cat and Crichton as well. And they all disappear. Crichton, yeah. So um, Rimmer's basically by himself, and he and he's asked, he asks Holly, why, why, um, what's happened? And and Holly says, well, looking at the records, it's um, it shows that Lister did invent attention sheet yeah we find out via ruby wax <laughs> yeah but, but think about it daniela this is the, yeah this is the thing that people gripe about a lot about this episode yeah why would rimmer be aboard red dwarf as a as a hologram if lister was never on red dwarf why because would he was like he was only brought back to keep him company rimmer was only brought back to keep him company yeah um Red Dwarf probably wouldn't even be there at all. Uh, maybe the accident wouldn't have happened or there would be another hologram board instead or maybe 
if they're in that situation and if um, Red Dwarf is still going, then maybe another human would be aboard instead. Maybe yeah, Kachansky it's or true. something. And it's interesting you say that, actually, because I really love the first part of this episode. And this is the point where I don't like it as much. But I come back right at the very end. Because they go on adventures like basically outside Red Dwarf. They go, I don't know, because I, I like other episodes where they go outside Red Dwarf. But I kind of lost interest in the whole Lister in his other life. I found yeah. it, I sort of switched off. I found it a bit boring. I wasn't really going along with I it. I can see what you mean. Um, so let's talk about what happens to Lister. What we see, um, Rimmer's obviously the biggest smackhead of all time. So what he wants to do is ruin it for um, Lister. Well, at least see what he's up to. So kind of what's explained is Cat um, and Crichton disappear uh, because Lister would never have brought Frankenstein aboard Red Dwarf in the first place because he would never board yeah. Red Dwarf. So the cat, whole cat race would never exist and they never would have rescued Crichton so that's why Crichton's not there. He could be still aboard the Nova 5 looking after dead bodies for all we know. Um, and yeah, so Rimmer is all alone with Holly. Um, and Rimmer deciding that this isn't great, he doesn't want to spend eternity by himself. He visits Lister in this new... Uh, in this new version of Earth, where Lister is very, very, very successful, um, and he lives in a massive mansion. He has loads of servants. He has a big statue outside his his uh, home, his stately home, which urinates champagne, <laughs> which is something that um, classy. Of yeah, it's very classy. <laughs> um, and uh, and this is another swear word, a season three full of swear words, where Rimmer says it's my duty. It's my duty to complete and utter B. Um, but because Smegheads isn't that kind of show, we're, we're not going to swear. Show. We are a family show. My mum listens to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Hi, Lister, mum. Lister, hello, uh, Daniela's mum. So Lister is living the life of luxury um, with a supermodel, Sabrina Mulholland Jones. He doesn't really look like a supermodel to no, me. She no, no. Kind of looks it's like, like catalogue model, I'd say. If that, like an older catalogue model, maybe she models. In her, maybe in her prime she yeah. was but well, she yeah. did, the real cool stark was like a model yeah, she's a very pretty woman but i'm not sure if supermodel supermodel prettiest girl in the world mm. yeah like the, whoever casted this must be like i think it is <laughs> i think she's a, he's a girlfriend <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> um but yeah uh if, if we tried to get cool stark on this show but she she refused i'm only joking <laughs> um yeah so um obviously because uh, the uh, circumstances have changed when Rimmer goes to visit Lister he doesn't know who Rimmer is they, they've never met Lister was never in the, in um, on board Red Dwarf he never signed up to join Red Dwarf so he has no knowledge of all the adventures the three seasons they've had together aboard Red Dwarf um, Aww. yeah and Rimmer is like oh, okay right okay um, and Rimmer decides that he wants to be rich and famous as well so he uh, tries to uh, restore um, balance and he does that by trying to make himself invent the tension sheet so he goes back to he finds a picture of himself um, in a dorm room asleep um, next to Figgy Holden mm-hmm. but then you've got to think Daniela yeah do you know this what <laughs> who took the picture of these sleeping boys that's really creepy I hadn't thought of that yeah that's really creepy it's, it's really, really re- you tree Exactly. Like, who took these pictures of a sleeping boy? Plus, how has Rimmer got hold of it? So has Rimmer set up a camera <laughs> to take photos of sleeping know. boys? This is, see, I you and Billy know. love love Rimmer, but he has done some questionable things. And this is further, further stacks the case against Rimmer. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pipe up and for the defense here and say perhaps it was a fellow school student who was just taking photos throughout the memories of you know their lives at school and just one of them was like you know when you i don't know you go to I don't know, sleepover or something. You put funny things on people's hair and you take a photo of yeah, them. Yeah. It might, it might just have been something like that because he was in bed with boxing gloves. It was quite yeah. funny. But so, so actually, so it can't have been Little Rimmer that took the picture because he had boxing gloves yeah, on. Yeah. So, so but then when when Old Rimmer stepped through, where who where was the photographer? If one of the other boys was to take the photo, he would be there standing there with the camera, right? Yeah. Um, it's true. So there's a lot of 
yeah, failings in terms of uh, the, the sci-fi elements of this episode. Well, as you said before, you know, we try not to think about it too much. Yeah, yeah. I think it would unravel if we if It we would did. unravel like... <laughs> Big style. Yeah. So uh, he steps through and he tries to convince himself. But like, if he thought like young Lister was smeggy, young Rimmer is the biggest smeg sap of all time I mean it's not the fact that he's like geeky or anything it's the fact he's smeggy with it as well he doesn't even try he doesn't even try to defend himself and he he, he wears um, those boxing gloves to protect himself while he sleeps it's just he's just crazy but then you know the family he's come from haven't really raised him right yeah. bullied him through, put ants on his face and stuff like that poor thing yeah but, but next to him in bed coincidentally was Thicky Holden um, who's this um, um, chubby kid with glasses and he's and Rimmer's like, oh, just go back to sleep, Thicky. Now, you can really see this coming because he's constantly, <laughs> yeah. like, really interested in what Rimmer's saying and yeah. engaging with him and asking questions. He definitely, it definitely yeah. telegraphs what's going to happen. And you just, but you, but you, are, you are there, you're thinking, because, like, yeah, Rimmer is a smoker, but you do want him to do well sometimes. Do. But he just I never do. catches a break. He really never catches no. a break. So you are thinking, Thicky, go back to sleep. Um, because yeah, let him get this one yeah just let him have one thing please it might ruin Red Dwarf forever but please let him just have this one so Rimmer's trying to convince his younger self to um, to invent the tension sheet before Lister because this is when Rimmer was like because yeah this was when Rimmer was like eight or nine or something um, and like he goes yeah okay like he tries to take notes with his boxing gloves um, so Rimmer is well smug and he goes back to Red Dwarf and he, he thinks he's he's gonna um, he's gonna be um, a, a millionaire and, and have the life that Lister was leading but then he doesn't disappear but what happens instead is he's just redressed the timeline because Thicky Holden has invented the tension sheet and all the crew comes back Lister comes back and Cat and Crichton comes back um and yeah, he's just basically restored the timeline. He hasn't become a millionaire himself. But there's a twist. Yeah, there is a twist. <laughs> but, but for some reason, he doesn't know why, um, and Holly explained to him, is the fact that he is now alive. He doesn't have the H on his head anymore. He's no longer a hologram. I didn't even notice that he didn't have the H nice. on his head. Yeah. And he utters probably my favourite line from the episode. Okay. Where he says, unpack Rachel and get the puncture repair kit. Yeah. It's a great line. <laughs> See, that brought it, that brought it back to me, the, the episode. I was like, right, okay, I'm back on board <laughs> yeah. with this now. It's hilarious. And uh, yeah, and Rachel uh, is something that comes back up in, in later episodes as well. Um, it's kind of, oh, it's kind of he's such a sad, sad and tragic guy. Oh, no. and, and this is the episode where about three or four times, you just cannot catch your break. Everything yeah. goes wrong for him. So Immediately he, after yeah. discovering he's alive. Yeah, so basically the rest of the guys just are like, what are you talking about, Rimmer? And they just they just kind of walk off down into the Red Wolf corridors. And Rimmer's just like, oh my God, everything, it's great. Every, everything's gone right for me. For once, something's gone right. And he's so delighted. He, he opens up Hitler's uh, briefcase and he sees that sandwich. And he's like, oh, mm, Chris sandwich. Um, and um, he uh, rushes out the corridor to kind of chase after the guys um, to um, tell them that um, what's happened. And he goes, guys, I'm alive. I am alive. Boom. Boom, yeah. And uh, it basically explodes. When I originally watched this, I thought Hitler's sandwich had a bomb in it. <laughs> That's why I thought I was like... I didn't realise why the case was there. What do you mean? Why was the case there with the bomb? Oh, because L L Lester would never have... Lester would never have got it from, from, from Hitler. Well, if he had, oh, they yeah. kicked it back. So why is it no, now No, it was there? just the bomb that they kicked back. So, uh, so actually, Rimmer's corrected the timeline, so every single thing that's happened before has happened again. Yeah, it was just the bomb they kicked out. It wasn't the, the whole briefcase. So what, there was another bomb in there? No, this is what... Oh, so you don't know what, where the bomb came from? No. Oh, I'll tell you now, yeah. Because okay. I, I thought the bomb came from the briefcase. So I was like, oh, so somehow um, the, the bomb was in the sandwich or something. That's why he's exploded, because he, he ate the bomb. But no, it's, it's really kind of hard to see. And I, I can see why I was confused for, for many years, up until but maybe about two years ago when, when I read it. And I was like, oh, right, okay. Basically, you know when he's saying, I am alive? Yes. He punches some boxes that unlocked explosives. Right, okay. So there were some explosives in the corridor right just just lying, just about lying around yeah some some boxes where you touch them and they explode okay 
which again is very convenient, but it is a funny thing to happen. Whoa. And if it was going to happen to anyone, it would happen to Rimmer. Well, at least he got to eat some of the sandwich. Yeah, he, did. he got didn't, a- didn't have time to face plant into some mashed potato, <laughs> he but got he, got, he, got, he got time to have a bit of sandwich. The only thing, though, is because he's um, a, um, a human now, um, his hologram disc um, would only be um, him at the start of his life on Red Dwarf. So all of his memories would have been gone um, for two years when they, when they reboot him from his original hologram disc the two years that he's been there or however long he's been there would be wiped if, if you're thinking about this too much and being mm. pernickety I think uh, but yeah the, the guys hear the explosion and, and but they just shrug off and like oh whatever but it is one of the best endings of an episode I think we've had yeah. in the book so far and it is really funny it's really heart-wrenching um, really poor is. guy I really, and I love this episode like yeah. so much um, not as much as like some of the other ones we've talked about but I, I do like the episode a lot um, but let's see what the guys on reddwarf.co.uk on the forum think about this episode so I've got quite a lot of scrolling to do so I might have to um, cut some of this So let's see what the people on the Red Wolf forum think. Pembers, he says, I think Time Slides is a good episode, but there's so many little things that bother me. Who was taking a photograph of the boy? This is probably where I got it from. Who was taking a photograph of the boy sleeping at Rimmer's boarding yeah, school? Yeah, it's really and clever. Where did they point. go? Also, rich and famous lister. Did know Rimmer? He saw him come through the magic portrait to the future with his future self when he found out about the invention that made him famous. Hold on, I don't really understand that. Um, he liked him and Rimmer liked the Om song. Oh, that's right. So he's seen him before. So he saw him when he was 17. Yeah, so he would know he's not Rimmer. a complete stranger. Yeah. yeah. And he would know about all the crew and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Pembers, you've, you've thought of something that I'd never thought about before. That should change the whole thing. So he, but maybe he was play acting that he didn't really want to spoil or ruin his. Or maybe he just life. forgot. Because if, yeah. Probably. But that was quite. A- <laughs> it's quite a memorable point in his life yeah. though you think he would remember I would remember if my future self came to me and was just like you'll become a millionaire if you yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm, okay. s- I'm still hoping that it will happen at some point <laughs> um, yeah so actually this could be a good point to say it. Um, if you're hearing this future Jed and Daniela in the future if time travel's invented and they're like 90 years old and uh, come back to now and let us know um, what happens in the future or tell us the lottery results yeah lottery numbers please or just how we can access FA cut results you know stuff yeah. like that yeah useful stuff so what's the time now it's 2101 now um, by the time it hits 2102 appear mm, and nothing mm. So time travel's we'll never invented again. in our lives in our lifetime we'll then, try you know? again or maybe time travel's too expensive for the, for the layman to kind of uh, use and or maybe we've decided that we, we're not going to use it for, for, for monetary gain because we're already like Possibly really we're not alive no we are okay it depends on if you if that rooftop line gets you or not <laughs> <laughs> watch out for that line <laughs> um yes yeah, so he also goes on to say um uh also if timelines had had been altered so Lister never came aboard red dwarf then he wouldn't have been put into stasis and there would be another third technician who's as the cat's disappearance suggests didn't bring Frankenstein aboard, therefore Rimmer may have had some help when repairing the drive plate. Or and could have been useless as well. Could have been useless as well, yeah. yeah. Um, but is anyone going to be as useless as Dave Lister? I don't know. But um, yeah, Pemmers just ends that, yeah, he likes episodes, um, even though he seems like he doesn't like it, even because he said so many bad points. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things, there's so many things that kind of detract from the episode, but it's still such a fun episode. I love it. Simon, who is uh, cool, he says, um, Time Slides is the one I usually refer to as being the best watched with your train of thought switched off. Exactly. Because there's so much in it that doesn't make any sense. For a start, it makes no sense that developing fluid can mutate. It's a sci-fi show, Simon. There's also the question <laughs> of why they don't try to bring anyone through the slides. Yeah, they could they could bring people through the slides. Yeah, like um, and deciding the unsnowball-looking snowball managed to make it across. So why don't they just at least try to bring some other crew members, such as the crew of the Nova Five, through? 
good shout. Yes. Very good shout. Uh, it would have been a really good opportunity for them to introduce a new character. Yeah. Oh my, that's great. But I mean, they should just use this this con- conceit in a later episode. They could be like in the new scene. Oh, by the way, guys, we still have some of that mutated fluid left. Yeah. Let's, let's bring back. Let's a, crack it open. Yeah. Let's just bring back something that'll save the earth or something. Uh, yeah, he goes on. Uh, Simon goes on to say, "There's also the question. Um, has no problem with altering history in this episode. The scene with Hitler and Lister is also all wrong. The diary entries refer to Czechoslovakia. Uh, the diary entries referring to Czechoslovakia place the image at some time between 1938 or 37. This ties in with being the right time for one of the Nuremberg rallies, but completely the wrong place for the July 20th, 1944 bomb attack by Good von Stauffenberg. Good history knowledge. Yeah. Yes, because the uh, it takes place at his country retreat, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like it's loads. I've seen the Tom Cruise film. Yeah. yeah. So the, yeah, the Nuremberg rallies um, were well before the, the, the kind of bombings, to, um, the, the attempts on Hitler's life yeah, took place. Yeah, good knowledge no, there. There was probably a lot of attempts on Hitler's life throughout his career, but this particular one, yeah, it's um, anachronistic. Big uh, word. Big word from a from a big guy. It also still doesn't make sense to me that a picture of a magazine would be brought to life like this. Surely cry and taking a picture of a picture would just give a living copy of that page of the magazine rather than the events of the original picture. I think you've gone too deep down the rabbit hole there, Simon. Um, this is also an episode with more than a few anachronisms. Oh, he's the word anachronisms as uh, well. You're copying everything you. from the uh, forum you. today, Jeff. I learned about anachronisms from um, <laughs> in secondary school when a history teacher had a picture of a, of a caveman with a watch. He was like, what's wrong with this picture? And no one could figure it out. The was your, your a, teacher the Gruffalo? He was the Gruffalo, yeah. He spoiled Leeds United. Um... The, yeah, so uh, the 70s glam rock style outfits that Smeg and the Heads wore uh, were anachronistic. Yeah, but, but people wear leather jackets now, and that was in the 60s. People, I don't think it matters what kind of dress sense you wear. Bands just take on that style because it's an affectation the band want, want to do if you're into that type of music. Um, what else? Uh, I'm not... He, he likes the fact that they used um, uh, Emil Charles playing a young Lister. Yeah, I like that. I, it was clever. I, I didn't was know cool, about yeah. that until you told me. And he also liked the fact that uh, young Rimmer had uh, nocturnal boxing gloves. Uh, he says, for all its flaws, <laughs> a good and entertaining episode, even though there was a lot of historical inaccuracies. Our usual contributor, DJ McBell, says, Ah, time slides. Now, this has my seal of approval because it's a half-decent episode, but has, some pretty, but has a pretty good premise. Every sci-fi has to have a time travel episode. Yeah. And like with Stasis Leak, Time Slides does things a little bit differently. Mm. You can only go to a place that you've got a picture of. So it's good when they have a set of rules like that. Yeah. And you can't move out of the confines of that picture. Mm. There's a lot that doesn't make sense about this mechanic, though. For instance, how does this change time? Surely the pictures should be self-contained scenarios. How do they actually capture what's going True. on in the fourth dimension? True. Very good. We've got some scientists up in this. But why not simply remain in the picture? That it could be argued that if the picture are self-contained to an extent, that the picture could be destroyed in Red Dwarf and then everything within it is also destroyed? I guess so. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> also, the inventive, he likes the inventiveness of the time slides themselves, being able to go back somewhere so long as you've got a photo and you can't move outside the confines of the photograph is a very cool thing. And we've come to uh, the usual person who has a contrary argument, Ant E. He says... It's a very weak series. About this particular episode, it's, just, it's a very weak series. And I say, can you elaborate? Because don't forget, he, he hated Polymorph as well, Ante. I really like Ante because he's... If you want an, a, another opinion, he's there to give it. Um, and Ante says... Um, I'll exclude Maroon because he likes Maroons and the first 15 minutes of Polymorph and the first 10 minutes of Time Slides because he likes that. But he says, I just find it quite a lazy series it's not as funny as the four that followed it also visually looks pretty naff backwards body swap and the last day are particularly dreadful eps wow wow is indeed um and finally we have got um about time slides 
we've got Slain Monkey. He says, Time Slides is the one Series 3 episode that my feelings are a bit mixed on. Yes, there was a st- still a lot of good comedy here, and it had a fun idea, but it's maybe the episode that feels most dated the 80s at times. Um, that's painfully unfunny Ruby Wax scene. Oh, yeah. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, but she was going out with the director. She was, she was married to the director, Ed By, so that's why she's mm. in there. And she's friends with um, Lisa Yates as well. Okay. Um, so um, I can't say enough how much the ending bugs me. It's a shame that, that um, there's actually some good stuff in this episode, but it's far my least favourite of season three. Mm. So that is a shame. And yeah, and that's the news from the redwolf.co.uk forum. Um, aka daniela.com <laughs> <laughs> so thanks guys that's very interesting um so i'm gonna i'm gonna if you let me know what you think you guys think of the next episode the last day that would be great and i'll read out the good ones or the not so good ones on the podcast um so let's come to the final bit of the episode and that's called the smegheads charts so I'll just read out the charts. Number one's Polymorph. Number two is Backwards. Number three is Thanks for the Memory. Number four is Marooned. Number five is Better Than Life. Number six is Body Swap. Number seven, Stay Sleek. And number eight is Queeg. I can't believe Queeg's so low. Don't blame it on us. Blame it on the boogie. Um, so where do you think... What was your general vibe of this episode? I, we go I really like the beginning. I really like the end. But the middle for me just didn't Just the work. middle 25 minutes didn't do. Yeah. No, I really like the concept. And I thought it was right. really so. fun when they started going into the photos. But yeah. it's when they started to try and change time and they went back and some of the list, elements list, the scenes with Lister I just, yeah. I just yeah I didn't in, didn't enjoy it as much as I had previous episodes okay well I think this episode is if you if you basically turn off your brain a little bit and just enjoy the ride it's awesome it, it's like when you go on the Jurassic Park ride in, in Universal. It's terrifying. Yeah. When, Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. If you just like put yourself in the film and just don't think about it, it's, it's yeah, it's amazing. It's terrifying. No, it's scary. It's Dinosaurs terrifying are jumping out because there's a massive drop. <laughs> a massive drop. But if you actually look, if you look at it carefully, uh, like the Jurassic Park ride, you will see the kind of mechanics, the kind of really shoddy looking dinosaurs. Um, and yeah. It's not so great if you think of it like that, but I like this episode. I, I like it. I, I like it. the concept is a very, very strong sci-fi concept. The comedy isn't great, but the concept is good. And I think it's something that has legs. And if it came back again into the time slides too, I'd be up for that. Okay. I'd be interested. So, I mean, for me, I, you just mentioned like how, oh, I think number eight was Krieg how can it be so low yeah I think I would put this at number nine behind it because at number nine at the moment is Parallel Universe yeah I think it's better than Parallel Universe it definitely yeah. is yeah I think I'd put it in at number nine okay I would put it in at number it's not better than Krieg so um, but it is better than Parallel Universe well Parallel yeah okay yeah, I'll put it at number nine, knocking down Parallel Universe to number ten. Um, so ninth place is, is Time Slides. Yeah. Okay, I'll go for that. If you yeah. guys want to check out the Smakeheads charts, just go to postpodcast.com slash Smakeheads. And you can see all the show notes and stuff. Um, and you can see uh, pictures of us and videos of us. And, and we'll take we'll take pictures um, of our travels to the show as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll take pictures. Yeah, because like, the next thing you'll hear from us, it'll probably just be a mini episode, because I think it's going to be quite short. Um, you will hear some exciting adventures of Jed and Daniela out in the world um, and how we interact with other people. <laughs> not well. Yeah, not too well. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Um, I, might, I might just call the episode Daniela on the train just to get people to listen to it. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks very much, guys, for listening to uh, Smokehead's The Red Dwarf Podcast. Uh, the new series is coming up very soon, and I'm, well, the filming at least. Um, so I'm very excited by that. Um, and there's a lot more buzz about Red Dwarf and social networks and stuff, and uh, lots of websites are doing Red Dwarf features and stuff. So it is really an exciting time to be a Red Dwarf fan. If you know some Red Dwarf fans out there that haven't listened to our podcast yet or they're into sci-fi and stuff, get them involved, send them a link or just steal their phone and just subscribe for them. That's what I do. That's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. I pickpocket people sometimes in the street um, and put it and, and download it on, on their phone. Okay, phone. Use up their data. Yeah. Yeah. 
you got to pick up a cut or two, boy. <laughs> got to pick up a cut or two. Um, so, yeah, uh, where can we find you, Daniela, if we wanted to find you on social networks? You can find me on Twitter at Daniela with one L Phillips. And on Instagram? Daniela Monica Phillips. You can find me at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E R D on Twitter. And you have, uh, thanks very much. And, um, you can add us, but also speak to us as well. We're happy to speak to to you, and we want to know your feedback about stuff. About um, oh yeah, and by the way, Cat and Quite don't speak in this episode either. <laughs> so that's a, we're soon we'll come to one day, dear. That's another episode. That's another episode, Jed. This is five episodes in season three where Cat and Cat and Crichton haven't spoken to each other yet. To be fair, Crichton's only come back into this ep- this series. Yeah, but this is season three. It's so five <laughs> episodes of season three yeah. where they haven't spoken to yeah. each other, which yeah. is interesting. I don't know if that proves me to be right and everyone else wrong, but... Well, there's, there's, there's lots of my work colleagues that I don't speak to on a day-to-day basis, and we're in the same room oh, are all you? day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you? Um, yeah, so you can also find me at postpoprecords.com if you want to buy my stuff. Um, and yeah, thanks again for listening. Um, we will see you next week, or maybe half next week in a few days when we do um, the mini-sode yeah yeah or maybe we'll just re- release the mini-sode on the Friday but then I have to edit it as well don't I what do you mean what? no we, we, we just we, we just won't do an episode oh I see we'll what just you mean yeah 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 so uh, thanks very much for listening uh, rate us on iTunes and stuff and we will see you next week Snakeheads bye bye Listening to Specheth, the Red Dwarf podcast. Specheth is a production of Boast Pop, and you can check out the show notes and other stuff at boastpoppodcasts.com slash Specheth. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Specheth.